the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church where Christ is honored and people are loved. Live, in-person services are now available for you to attend every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. So we invite you to come to church this Sunday. You see, friend, God's ways are not our ways. His ways are so high, so lofty, so sublime, so transcending. We think we know how the prayer should be answered. We have an expectation, and yet God's ways are perfect, so infinitely perfect and so high above our ways. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. The silences of God. There are times when God is silent. We pray, nothing happens. We get no message from the Lord at all. Heaven is silent. Now, I'm praying today for you. I've prayed for you long before I came here today. That you and I would hear the truth and that God would break through to us with his message and a revelation of his truth and himself to us. Those times of silences can be very, very disturbing to a believer, to a Christian who comes to the Lord and prays and doesn't get an answer, doesn't hear from heaven. Uh, Everything remains just as it was before that Christian prayed. But God's going to help us today. You see, friend, God's ways are not our ways. His ways are so high, so lofty, so sublime, so transcending. We think we know how the prayer should be answered. We have an expectation, and yet God's ways are perfect, so infinitely perfect and so high above our ways. And he is doing something. He's preparing a blessing. Number one, he's preparing a blessing. He's preparing to answer that prayer. And number two, he's preparing you to receive it. Have you ever thought that the prayer is a good prayer, it's an okay prayer, but I'm not ready to receive it yet, that God has some work to do on me? Let's listen to the word today and see what God is going to do. He's going to do great and mighty things. This is the way God has always been. He always will be. Great and mighty is the Lord, doing great and mighty things for all who call upon him and believe on him. And we're going to look at Martha, Mary, and Lazarus and the silence of Jesus coming to them that so disturbed them, but yet the answer came in ways that they never, never had an inkling, no dream uh, that it would ever happen the way it happened. But God does things in great and mighty ways to bless his people. And you are his people, and you are to be blessed because he cares. He loves you. He 
wants to answer your prayers. He invites you to come to the throne of grace. But sometimes it's a, a, a space, we'll say, between the time we pray and the time the answer comes from the Lord. Now, you're going to see on the screen the outline of the message, and you have a bulletin with an outline in it. When those times happen, when we pray and nothing happens, it's just dead silence. The prayer isn't seemingly even heard, yet it is heard. We will comfort ourselves with that scripture, Romans 8, 28. All things work together for good to those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. Now, that's okay to do that. That's a good scripture. That's a comforting scripture. And we need to use that scripture. But here's another scripture. And I want you to look up at the screen here and read it in unison with me now. It's not Romans 8, 28, but it's Romans eleven thirty three In unison, oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his paths beyond training. Now, notice the depth of the riches of his wisdom. God sees the whole picture. His wisdom is great. His wisdom extends far beyond any wisdom that, that is human that we may have. Notice the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. You see, God is doing something. We might not be able to search it out and understand it, but if we are patient and wait upon God, not get in a hurry, be still and know that I am the Lord, God will come through and will bless us in a great and wonderful way. Now, let's look at the story of Lazarus, Martha, and Mary. In John chapter 11, verse 6, Jesus answered, read the scripture, it's on the screen. Yet when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Now, he heard. They needed him, Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. They desperately needed him. Jesus was their friend. Jesus had spent a lot of time in their home. Jesus, on one occasion, said to a would-be follower, the foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests. A fox can go someplace to a hole. The bird can fly someplace to a nest. But the Son of Man, you think of your beautiful homes, but Jesus, the Son of Man, hath nowhere to lay his head. So who gave him a home? Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. They loved Jesus. Many times he would go to their home, find comfort there, eat at their table. He was their friend. And he would talk to them about eternal things. He would tell stories about healing. Uh, They had witnessed his healing. And so now they needed his healing. And he was their friend. Come quickly, Jesus. Come quickly, we need you. The one you love is sick. The one you love is dying. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Where is Jesus? Has he heard from us? They would look out the window. I could just see them now, looking down the highway, the road, looking at the horizon. They see something move out there. Is that Jesus coming? No, that isn't Jesus. That's somebody else. Where is Jesus? Where is Jesus? Why doesn't he come? Why doesn't he answer? We know he has the power. We know he has the power. That's why we sent for him. We know he has the power. There is no doubt in our mind, but where is he? And where is that power that we know that he has? 
And they looked and they waited and Jesus purposely waited two more days and he didn't come. Their request was met with silence. I want you to think about the prayers that you've been praying. I want you to think about the request that you have put at the feet of Jesus, perhaps repeatedly, and nothing has happened. And you may be asking a very legitimate question, and you're not wrong in asking it. Where is Jesus? Why hasn't the answer come? He has answered my prayers previously. He has demonstrated his power repeatedly in my life. But this one prayer, it's just nothing's happening. We're not getting it off the ground. Where is Jesus? The request, and sometimes your request and our request, meets with silence. But notice now in John eleven six, 6, it says, When he heard, notice, you see the fourth word in? When, yet, when he heard, he did hear. Their request was not met with silence in his ears because the scripture says he definitely heard that they needed him, that they were troubled. Their brother was dying. This situation was desperate. It's now or never for Lazarus. And sure enough, he died. And Jesus didn't come. That had to be quite a letdown. Quite a letdown for some. And it still is for some when heaven is silent and there's no breakthrough and there's no answer to our prayer. Lazarus was like, I can almost imagine Lazarus before he expired asking his sisters, has Jesus come? I'm going. He knew he was dying. They knew he was dying. Has Jesus come? Where is my friend? Where is Jesus? But Jesus didn't come, and then Lazarus breathed his last. I've asked that question at times. Where is Jesus? I must confess that to you. Where is my Savior? I need him now desperately. But he doesn't seem to be here. He doesn't seem to answer my prayers. I, I just don't even, even feel his presence. Those times come to every Christian and every believer. And that, again, that is a natural response to an unanswered prayer, uh, to a request that seemingly is being ignored. But look at the scripture. When he heard, it was not ignored. It was not ignored. The scripture says he heard that prayer. Now, why hasn't he heard? Let me give you a deeper question than that. Can God trust you with his silences? Can he trust you when he is silent? God's silences have great meaning. They're not empty voids. Oswald Chambers says, actually, his silences are his answers. You see, we pray with a preconceived idea how he's going to do it. And when he doesn't do it that way, we think he's silent. We put the silence on him. We shut him down. He's trying to do something great and big and wonderful. And we have these human, finite, manly, womanly expectations 
and God is trying to wiggle in and saying, hey, let me get through there. You're blocking me with your thoughts. You're blocking me. You have such a, God is saying you have such a, a little idea and I have such a great big plan. Give me an opening, God is saying, so I can get in there and get through. I've got something big and beautiful and wonderful for you. Now, I want you to know this. Point C in your outline, Jesus responded to what they heard. He will get through. His silence is not his denial. I want you to look up there and read that. His silence is not... I want that to get through to you and me this morning. Read it again. His silence is not his denial. Now read Psalm 46.10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted. Now that's what God is waiting on to get you and me into the place where he can do something great. And when he does something great, that's what exalts him. He's exalted by doing great things for you. Let him be exalted. How? By waiting, having faith, trusting, and being trusted with his silence so he can come through and do something great. He wants you to be still and know that that he is God. God has prepared a greater answer. Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message following this important invitation to join us in worship this Sunday at the Largo Community Church in Bowie, Maryland. The church of friendship and joy where Christ is honored and people are loved. That's what you'll experience at the Largo Community Church. Live in-person services are now available for you to attend every Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. So we invite you to come to church this Sunday and experience a service full of music, hymns, prayer, and a special message from God brought by Pastor Jack Morris. Policies regarding sanitation, mask wearing, and social distancing are followed, and there's plenty of space for everyone to safely be together in the large sanctuary. If you choose to join us virtually for the live service, simply go to largocc.org at 9 a.m. this Sunday and click on Watch Live at the top of the homepage. No matter what way you choose to join us in worship, know that you're loved and welcomed at the Largo Community Church. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's message. Jesus, as I've already mentioned, was a very close friend to these three siblings. And he often would stay at their house and eat at their table. Jesus had close friends. Now, he loves everybody equally. He's no respecter of persons, and he will do as much for one as he will for another. But at the same time, you know, there are some people that are just a little bit warmer to us than others. You know what I'm talking about? You just feel a little closer to them than others. You'll do anything for anybody that you can, and you'll treat everybody equally. But there are just some people that just... Well, that's how these three siblings were to Jesus. They had a wonderful friendship relationship. But now listen to me. Jesus was going to stretch them now. He was going to take them from friendship relationship to intimacy relationship. Jesus was going to reveal and show them another side of himself. 
They saw him as somebody visiting their home, sitting at their table, telling great stories about great miracles. They saw him do great and mighty miracles. They knew he could do it. They had faith in him. Even Martha said, I know you're the Christ, the son of the living God. There was no doubt in their mind. They knew it. But Jesus said, I want you now to see it. I want to show you a side of myself. Friend, listen. Have you been praying that the Lord would help you grow in Christ? And then when God starts helping you to grow and he begins to stretch you and he becomes silent and he tells you now, you're going to walk by faith, not by feeling. You're going to walk by faith, not by sight. You're going to walk by faith and my word. And heaven gets silent and all you have is the Bible. And you're wondering, where is God? Hey, God is answering your prayer. You said you want to grow in him, right? Okay, now God is growing you. And sometimes there are things that happen that we call growing pains. <laughs> growing pains. There are spiritual growing pains. We have these wonderful oases, but sometimes there's some desert to walk through to get to an oasis. And so God now is going to come through with a great miracle, a miracle like they had never seen before. Jesus had been their friend for a long time, and he had proven himself, but now Jesus said, it's time to grow again. I'm going to reveal something to you. I'm going to reveal to you that I am Lord over death. I'm going to reveal to you that I'm Lord over hell. I'm going to reveal to you that I'm Lord over the grave. Are you ready for this? No, Lord, I'd rather just stay like I am for a while longer. <laughs> it's a little more comfortable here. You see, God doesn't just pass out his miracles. He gets us ready. He prepares us. He develops us for the big blessing. And then comes the big miracle. Now, God's preparing. And he's also preparing us to receive that big miracle. And so here he comes. Finally, after four days, Jesus finally arrives at their house. Lazarus has been dead four days. Now, one of the, the reason, the reason for the fourth day is the Jewish people had, a, had an idea. Uh, their theology was that the spirit of a dead person would, would uh, stay around the body for at least three days, wondering, thinking, maybe that I will go back into that body and revive it again. So the Jews always believed that for at least three days, there is still hope that life will come back. But at the fourth day, the spirit is gone. It's all over forever. So Jesus said, when you think it's all over forever, that's when I come. <laughs> I'll show up. I'll perform my miracle, and it will be big. <laughs> so Jesus is saying, I'm bigger than your theology, your philosophy, what you think, what you believe. I'm bigger. Martha, Mary, Lazarus, I want to show you a side to, my, to me that you've never seen before. You see, Jesus could have come from, uh, to Bethany, and he could have spoken the word, Lazarus, be healed. And that quickly, Lazarus would have been healed. Martha knew it. Mary knew it. Lazarus knew it. That's why they sent for him. They knew he could do it. There wasn't a doubt in their mind. But Jesus preferred not to say, be healed. Jesus preferred to say, come forth. He wanted to do the big miracle. He wanted to do what no man could ever possibly do. And he did it. 
Be still. Say those two words. That's what God is saying. Be still. Now, it's not a stillness that, like that. Well, it might be like that. <laughs> Sometimes we're always talking in our prayers and we don't stop and listen. But be still, Mary. Be still, Martha. I mean, you're just pacing the floor. You're just filled with anxiety. You're wondering, you're hoping, you're praying. Where is Jesus? Won't he come? Why won't he come? Where are his friends? He eats at our table. Where is Jesus? God is saying, be still. Calm yourself. You're filled with anxiety over spiritual matters. Spiritual things now are stressing you out. And God is saying, just be still. It's time to stop that pacing, to stop that anxiety, to stop questioning me, God is saying. You're wondering where I am? If you'll just be still and be quiet. <laughs> That's what God is saying. Be still. Be still. And then what is the next two words? And know, you're going to know something. Not because you read it in the book. Not because it's, a, it's an academic solution. Not because it's a theological answer. But in your spirit, you're going to know. In your body, uh, you're going to know. Whether it's in your home, in your finances, wherever your problem is, wherever the trouble is coming from, you are going to know if you just settle yourself down in the presence of God, still yourself in His presence, wait on the Lord, trust in Him, and God is going to come through. Now, look at this. Read up there, that I am God. Say that. Be still and know that I am God. The word, the name God in Hebrew is El. Say El. El. Meaning the ever-present one, the ever-becoming one, the prominent one. He is God El, the ever-becoming one. You see, once we think we've got God all figured out and stuffed in a poke, <laughs> in a paper bag, and we know him, he is always becoming. And he wants us to always be coming and to be growing and to be developing. He is the ever becoming one, ever revealing himself in new and living in wonderful ways, ways beyond we, we, that we can ever imagine or think. He's the becoming one. He's, it's newness always in him. Always newness. And he is the prominent one. No, Mary, Martha, death is not going to be prominent in this home. I'm going to be prominent. Sickness isn't going to be prominent. I'm going to be prominent. Hell is not going to be prominent. The grave is not going to be prominent. I'm going to be the prominent one. That's what God is doing. He said, I will be exalted if you and I wait upon the Lord, trust in the Lord, believe in the Lord, and allow him to answer his way. Not my way, but his way. I bring the request, he brings the answer. I bring the request, but I also want him to bring the answer the way I think it ought to be packaged. <laughs> I want to do both. No, I'm to do one thing. Come boldly to the throne of grace. When there is silence, I have to wait. God, you're doing something in me. You're preparing something. Up there, you're preparing something in here. And I'm going to wait on you to do it. And then when that blessing comes through with all the glory of God surrounding it, baptized in majesty, you're going to rise up and say, I've never, I've loved him all these years, but I love him more now. I've believed in him all these years, but I believe in him more now. I, I always knew he was great, but I had to, he's greater now than I ever thought he was. God's going to bless 
with a great blessing. So endure the silence. The silence might be the answer for that moment. But there's something coming. Soon the silence is going to be broken. And he's going to say, I will be exalted. The I am God will reveal himself in omnipotent power. We're going to bow before him now, and we're going to look to him. We're going to surrender to him. We're going to silence ourselves and be still before him. And we're going to let him be God. We're going to let him be God. Make the decisions. Make the judgments. Determine the outcome. Hallelujah. All right. Let's bow before him. We hope that today's message has been a blessing and has strengthened your faith in God. But before we go, here is Pastor Jack Morris with a special invitation. Hello, friend. It's a pleasure serving the Lord with you in this healing ministry. The scripture says he sent his word and healed them. And it also says the entrance of your word gives light because of your prayers just knowing that you're out there praying for me and sending offerings to keep this on the air. It brings me great joy and encouragement. God bless you for what you are doing. Thank you. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the Donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. You can also mail a check made out to The Healing Word to 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland, 20721. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com salemnow.com